1: All participants, please stand by. Your conference is ready to begin. Thank you all for joining us this morning. Welcome to the Pretium Resources second quarter 2021 conference call. As a reminder, all participants are in listen only mode and the conference is being recorded. After the presentation, there will be an opportunity to ask questions. The conference call today is being webcast live and available along with the presentation slides on Pretium's website at PRETIVM.com. I will now turn the call over to Mr. Jacques Perron, Pretium's President and CEO. Please go ahead.
2: Thank you and good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us for our second quarter 2021 Operating and Financial Results Conference Call. The second quarter started under challenging circumstances. The impact of the COVID outbreak at Bruges-Jacques in the first quarter at some residual effects, and we also had to deal with some underperforming stops at the onset of the second quarter. Thanks to the hard work of our team, we made consistent improvements throughout the quarter. We also continued to make significant progress against our objectives, and we accomplished another profitable quarter. On today's call, I will highlight some of the key events of the second quarter. I will then turn the call over to Patrick Godin, our Chief Operating Officer, to provide an overview of our production results, the status of operations and the progress of our construction projects. Then, Matthew Quinlan, our Chief Financial Officer, will go over some of the financial highlights of the quarter. Following Matt's review, I will provide a summary of the underground expansion drill results and a brief update on our exploration program before closing off with a look ahead to the remainder of the year. At the end of the presentations, we will open the line to your questions. Before we begin, note that our statements contain forward looking information and future oriented financial information based on certain assumptions and subject to risk factors. I refer you to the cautionary language included in our news release yesterday, as well as the management discussion and analysis for the same periods. These are available on our website and have been filed on CDAR. Please note, All dollar amounts mentioned on this call are in U.S. dollars, unless otherwise noted. Our top priority continues to be the health and safety of our employees, contractors and neighboring communities. Last year, in an effort to renew our safety culture, we launched an extensive company-wide health and safety program. Here on the fourth slide is a rolling 12-month lost time injury frequency rate and our total recordable injury rate. Excellence in health and safety is a journey with ups and downs and we are determined to maintain our efforts to emphasize the importance of safety and ensure it is at the forefront of everything we do. Despite the challenging start of the quarter, we were able to produce just over 83,000 ounces of gold. As a result, it was another profitable quarter and we generated just under 51 million in free cash flow. During the quarter, we made a voluntary debt payment and repaid the remaining 38 million on the revolving portion of the loan facility. We ended the quarter with a cash balance of approximately 202 million dollars, and with that, we have reached a key turning point. Our cash exceeds our debt. Subsequent to the end of the quarter, we refinance our remaining credit facility on favorable terms and increase our available liquidity. We have major initiatives underway such as accelerating underground development and field drilling and increasing drilled up slope inventory with the intent to improve operations at Bruce Jack. We are also making significant investments in future growth which includes construction of upgraded camp facilities, a modern assay lab and integrated core shack. Extensive resource expansion and near mine exploration drill programs are in full swing with drill results expected through the remainder of the year. As you are aware, a COVID-19 outbreak was declared at Bruce Jack during the first quarter. Following the outbreak, additional procedures were established including continued testing of all employees and contractors. A vaccination program has also been ongoing at Bruce Jack under the guidance of BC Norton Health. As of this week, 99% of our Bruce Jack workforce has received their first dose of the vaccine and 64% have received their second dose. We will continue to closely monitor the situation and provide updates as appropriate. It is a reminder that COVID remains a risk and could have a significant impact over a short period of time. I will now turn the call over to Patrick to provide an overview of our operations for the second quarter.
3: Thanks, Turning to operation on slide eight, in the first quarter we processed approximately three hundred thirty thousand tons of ore through the mill equivalent to about three thousand six hundred thirty tons per day. This was below our objective of thirty eight hundred tons per day as a result of the lasting effect of the COVID outbreak, along with scheduled shutdown. Total production costs for the first quarter averaged two hundred fourteen per ton dollar per ton milled an increase from the second quarter last year. The cost increase is primarily due to the strong Canadian dollar. Change in the exchange rate increased production costs by about $22 per ton. Higher level of drilling and higher diesel price add an additional $6 per ton compared to the second quarter 2020. The cost increase was partially offset by a $9 per ton reduction in COVID related costs. Turning to slide 9, as you can see, our quarterly rate of underground development has historically been on an upward trend quarter over quarter. The onset of COVID stalled our progress in the first quarter of 2020, and then in the first quarter of this year, our rate of development was impacted by the COVID outbreak outside. In the second quarter, we increased our efforts, pushed on underground development, and achieved a rate of approximately 1,150 meters per month. We will continue to advance development at this rate to get back in line with our 2021 plan. As Jacques noted earlier, the second quarter began with some challenges, including the COVID outbreak and performance issues with several stops. We expect these factors to have a negative impact on, our, on both of our gold production and grade. However, even with the challenges at the beginning of the quarter, we produced 83,000 ounces of gold. This is less than 4% below the midpoint of our guidance range for the year. The mill feed grade average 86 gram per ton and the recovery rate was 97.4%. Stop performance improved toward the end of the quarter and as a result there was 7,700 ounces of gold remaining in the circuit, which is higher than usual for us. Based on our production forecast, we remain on track to be within our full year production guidance range. To enhance our understanding of the deposit and improve the predictability predictability of production, we continue to prioritize increasing the drill data we collect. Diamond drilling advanced through the quarter with nine diamond drills in sight. More than 50,000 meters of diamond drilling was completed in the quarter for a total of 90,000 meters this year. Drilling will continue at an accelerated rate and as we pursue our target of 195,000 meters for the year. Turning to slide 12, we have maintained an accelerated rate of underground development to increase access, optimize production, and improve blending in an effort to balance quarter to quarter fluctuations. The increased development rate expand our access to new areas of the deposit and allow us to build an inventory of drill-off stops. At the end of the second quarter, we had more than 316,000 tons of drilled-off stop inventory. This is a 15% increase from the previous quarter. Our target is to have about 400,000 tons of drill of stove ready to be blasted by the end of the third quarter of 2021. This is roughly equal to a full quarter of production. We acknowledge that given delays related to the hot break in the first quarter, this is an ambitious goal, but we still believe that it is achievable, achievable by the end of the, of, the, of the quarter or early in the fourth quarter. Slide 13 shows a section view of the underground development looking north. Until this year, mining had been limited to only two mining horizons at Bruce Jack. Earlier this year, we began production from the lower horizon on the 1080 level. Through the second quarter, we continued to advance development and began mining from the 1200 and the 1320 level of the fault zone. It has been a major objective for our team to significantly expand our access underground and we are now actively operating from five distinct mining areas. Our construction and capital expenditures projects began to significantly ramp up in the second quarter as the weather improved at Brouge Expansion capital expenditures include construction of a permanent camp and project to support and improve and to improve the efficiency of operation. Replacement of mine accommodation was required to ensure consistent quality of facilities for all site employees and assist with employees retention. At the wildfire camp, which is situated at the entry of the mine site along the Highway 37, a new 25 person camp was constructed and is now commissioned and occupied. The Nipple camp located along the access road houses surface maintenance and serves as a transfer point for access into the glacier road. A new 100-person camp is in the final stage of construction and is expected to be commissioned and ready for occupancy in the third quarter. A fourth wing is being added to the main doujjak camp and a second camp to replace the whole construction and exploration camp is also under construction for a combined 324 new rooms. The building modules are currently being laid with commissioning and occupancy expected in the fourth quarter. This will bring the total number of rooms across the Bruce Jack mine property to 775 beds. To support growth and improve the efficiency of operation, a new assay lab and call shack were also built within the the mill building. The call shack has been commissioned and is now in operation. The assay lab is in the final stage of commissioning. The new assay lab will have the capacity to test 1,200 samples per day. This will significantly improve the turnaround time on a result, and is also expected to improve cost efficiency. Now, we'll turn the call to Matt for an overview of our financial performance.
4: Thanks, Patrick. Our financial results were strong once again in the quarter. <clears throat> our results were higher than the first quarter of 2021, but lower than the comparable period of 2020, partly due to the very high level of gold sales during that quarter. For the second quarter of 2021, we realized an average gold price of $1,804 per ounce, an increase of nearly 4% over the second quarter of 2020. Revenue decreased to $152 million, or approximately 8.6%, primarily as a result of lower ounces of gold sold. And in the second quarter of 2021, we sold approximately 84,600 ounces of gold. EBITDA in the quarter was $72.6 million. Net earnings were $0.16 per share and adjusted earnings were $0.15 per share, compared to 19 and $0.18 per share respectively in the comparative periods. The decrease in net earnings was primarily attributed to lower revenues, partially offset by a decrease in interest expense and a decrease in deferred income taxes due to lower pre-tax earnings. Turning to slide 18, we once again generated significant cash flow from operations of $73 million for the quarter, and had strong conversion to free cash flow of $50.7 million. Free cash flow was directed to debt reduction as we have committed to do. Total capital expenditures in the quarter on a cash basis including sustaining and expansion capital were $22.3 million. Liquidity continued to grow in the quarter to over $400 million as of June 30th and we ended the quarter with approximately $200 million of cash. As Jacques mentioned, during the quarter, we voluntarily repaid the entire remaining amount of $38 million under our revolver, and subsequent to the quarter end, we financed our credit facility. We ended the quarter with bank debt of $100 million and convertible notes also of $100 million. Turning to slide 19, all in sustaining costs in the second quarter of $1,099 per ounce sold were higher than the comparative period in 2020, but remain within our guidance range for the year. For the first six months of the year, our ASIC is $1,053 per ounce. The increase in ASIC relative to Q2 2020 is a result of higher sustaining capital investments for increased rates of drilling and development, as referenced by Pat, higher production costs, primarily due to the strengthening Canadian dollar, and lower sales in the period. The impact of the strengthening Canadian dollar during the second quarter of 2021 increased all in sustaining costs by approximately $85 per ounce of gold sold, compared to the comparable period in 2020. Turning to slide 20, the strong financial performance of Bruce Jack continues to provide for meaningful debt reduction. And as you can see, we've consistently reduced debt over recent years while also reinvesting in the mine. Earlier this week, we announced an amended credit facility with our lending syndicate on improved terms. The four-year committed facility increases the size of our, our revolver by $50 million and reduces the quarterly repayments under the term loan to $5.9 million from, six, uh, from $16.7 million. Lastly, we remain on track to achieve our 2021 guidance. You may recall that in the first quarter conference call we commented where we were trending on our capital expenditure guidance ranges which released in January. We we said we were at the low end of our sustaining capital and at the high end of our expansion capital guidance at that time. With seven months of the year now completed, we're amending these guidance ranges. However, there's no change in the aggregate total of capital expenditure guidance. We've lowered our guidance range for sustaining capital by 10 million due to reduced activity levels in the first quarter as a result of the COVID-19 outbreak, as well as to reflect some updated timing of expenditures over the balance of the year. We've increased our guidance range for expansion capitals, also by $10 million, due to increased cost of input materials, detailed engineering being being completed and construction activities being well advanced, and to a lesser extent, the the strengthening of the Canadian dollar. I would like to reiterate once again this quarter, the second and third quarters typically see higher levels of capital expenditures uh, due to the summer construction season at Bruce Jack, with expenditures peaking in the third quarter. Regional exploration activities, which also take place in the summer months, are expensed under our accounting policy that we adopted in January and also peak in the third quarter. With that,
2: back to you, Jacques. Thanks, Mac. Let me now turn to our exploration activities for 2021. The summer near mine exploration program was initiated in mid-June with two drills positioned on surface program is focusing on the trend of highly altered outcrop alt that extends 4 kilometers from the Hanging Glacier Zone to the northwest to the bridge zone to the southeast. To follow up on the successful discovery of epithermal style gold mineralization at Hanging Glacier in 2020, a drill program was initiated in early July to delineate the high-grade gold corridors and test far-grade epithermal style veins. Hanging Glacier is located approximately 4 kilometers from the Bruce Jack mine and is easily accessible in the summer using existing exploration trails. In addition to drilling, the near mine exploration program includes a high-resolution magnetic survey, MT and IP geophysical surveys, soil sampling and prospecting. The 2021 Bruce Jack definition and expansion drill programs are anticipated to total approximately 195,000 metres of drilling comprised of reserve definition and resource expansion drilling. Our resource expansion drill programs continue to successfully intercept high-grade mineralization immediately adjacent to existing underground infrastructure and continue to highlight the potential to extend beyond the Valley of the Kings deposit. For these programs, at the end of the quarter, Seven drills were operating, with three drills working on the definition programs and four drills testing the expansion potential. This is in addition to the two drills that were active on surface for near mine exploration. Resource expansion drilling continued through the second quarter with 24,000 metres completed within the Nord Block and 1080 level zones. In early July, two drills from underground were repositioned on surface to complete a 13,000-meter resource expansion drill program at Gosson Hill. At the bridge zone, 11,000 meters of underground resource expansion drilling is expected to start in late August. Slide 25 shows a plan view of the Valley of the Kings deposit with the drill results from the Nord Block Phase 1 and 2 as well as the results from the 1080 level Phase 1 drill program. The 1080 level program, conducted from one of the lowest mining levels at Bruce Jack Mine, intercepted high-grade gold mineralization up to 200 meters below and 200 meters east of the current mineral resource shell, with intercepts as high as 1,600 grams per tonne gold over 1 meter. Phase 2 of the 1080 level resource expansion drill program is in progress and was initiated to infill between the initial drill fans and target the visible gold mineralization to the east. We also announced phase 2 drill results from the north block that was conducted to test the extension of the, north, of the north block zone to the northwest. The phase 2 program continued to encounter high-grade gold mineralization up to 450 meters from the current resource shell. Phase 3 of the north block program was recently completed to infill between the existing drill fans with assay results Phase four of the program has now been initiated to test the area immediately to the northwest of the current drilling. With the objective of operational improvements and following a thorough, a thorough testing process, we have committed to purchase seven battery electric haul trucks to replace our fleet of 12 diesel powered underground haul trucks. One, one battery electric truck is currently in operation, with the remainder to be progressively dispatched by 2023. Mobile combustion of gasoline and diesel contributed to roughly 68% of the greenhouse gas emitted from operating the Bruce Jack mine in 2020. After the rollout of this multi-year plan, we forecast a reduction of approximately 24% or 6,900 tons of carbon dioxide equivalent annually from the implementation of this initiative. Looking ahead to the rest of 2021, we remain committed to safety. This includes continuing our COVID safety protocols to minimize the potential for another outbreak at site. We are determined to continue to deliver consistent results and remain on track to achieve our 21 objectives. Based on our production forecast, we anticipate meeting our annual production guidance. We expect to generate a significant amount of cash this year, which we have already in part deployed to reduce the debt. We have now reached a key turning point. Our cash exceeds our debt. Our underground develop- development now provides us with access to five distinct mining areas. We nearly have a quarter of drilled up stopes in inventory. Our capital expenditures projects are progressing well, and our resource expansion drill programs continue to successfully intercept high grade mineralization. Drill results are expected to be released continuously throughout the rest of the year, and we will continue to and we'll, we will contribute to an updated mineral resource and reserve we plan to release in the first half of next year. We have also launched our near mine exploration program with the intention to expand on resources in close proximity to the Bruce Jack mine. We are really pleased with the hard work of our team, and we look forward to reporting back on our progress. Thank you. That concludes the formal presentation. I will now turn the call over to the operator, who will open the line for your questions. Ariel?
1: Thank you. We will now begin the question and answer session. To join the question queue, you may press star, then 1 on your telephone keypad. You will hear a tone acknowledging your request. If you are using a speakerphone, please pick up your handset before pressing any keys. To withdraw your question, please press star, then 2. We will pause for a moment as callers join the queue. Our first question comes from Heiko Ile of H.C. Wainwright. Please go ahead.
5: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable.
0: Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
6: Hey there, thanks for taking my questions. Hope you guys are all staying safe.
2: Good morning, Echo. Hey.
6: I got a question about the chart you have on uh, page 90 of your presentation. The uh, cumulative uh, underground development appears to be going up in a fairly straight line, which I guess is the whole premise of this chart. But I mean, conceptually, how much longer can you keep up more or less linear growth in underground development before you hit some sort of barrier where you have to venture out further from infrastructure underground for favorable ore? I assume there is no scientific and direct answer to this, but I mean, is this a matter of quarters,
2: years, decades, never? <laughs> thank, thank you for your question, Eiko. Uh, as we mentioned in the past, our objective is to uh, accelerate development performance in order to open up the mine, open up new mining areas for flexibility and blending, but also open up the mine for, uh, to establish drilling platforms uh at the current rate of development uh you know it it would be difficult to to increase even more so at the 1100 uh meters per month you know we're 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 at a a good rate right now and again based on current uh reserves you know we would continue to develop at this rate for maybe a year year and a half and then it's going to come down very quickly but as we said in the past, we're very confident we're going to find additional resources, uh, and we're going to have to open up these areas. So we'll see what we get from the exploration program this year, but uh, no, no, we're because of the results we are getting so far from the drilling, I expect development rate to continue to you know to be at a higher level for a, a few more years.
6: Got it. At the uh, risk of uh, getting another answer along the lines of, as we mentioned in the past, all options are on the table, um, just thinking out loud, I mean, your, your balance sheet is healthy and it's getting more so by the day. You've recently refinanced the loan facility at a firm. Meanwhile, shares are below $10 and this includes a 10 plus percent pop here today um earlier on the call you mentioned that reduction is what we've committed to do but i gotta ask at what point in time and i assume the board and you are discussing this in pretty much every meeting at what point in time would everyone be willing to start some sort of small share repurchase program and i, I guess if you can't really answer that question directly uh i'll just ask for future plans of capital
2: yeah i uh... As we mentioned in the past, and our priority was is <laughs> to reduce the debt, and we continue that. And as I, as we said in the past as well, until the convert is behind us, we will not be uh, spending a lot of time and energy thinking about uh, dividend or share buyback. So our our um, convert matures in March 2022. So uh, I think you know. When we come back from uh, first quarter uh, end of first quarter 2022 results, that's uh, that's when we're gonna you know we're gonna be in starting to think about this uh, uh, some more.
6: I have a feeling it'd be a decent pop for the shares if that happens. And and then just one quick clarification: how much is left to be spent on the Knippel and Brewster camps as of today, please?
3: or the total expense for that is turning around 62 62 million Canadian dollars so um, so I'm probably around 50 percent of that
6: perfect thank you guys very much I'll get back to you
2: thank you Eiko
1: our next question comes from Oveis Habib of Scotiabank please go ahead
7: thanks operator uh, hi Jack and uh, Pratium team and uh, thanks for taking my questions uh, Jack, uh, quick question from my end, just on uh, regarding the Q2 performance. Uh, I believe you started talking about it, and I my call dropped, so I apologize if you have to repeat this. But you you had said uh, Q2 was impacted uh, by performance issues with uh, some of the stops. Um, you know, can you give us uh, you know some color as to what changed to the positive in late Q2 to achieve the great guidance?
3: you know, it's, uh, it's when we talk about the grade variability of, uh, of Brujac is that uh, I can say to you that the first, the first two months of the quarter, we were right in line with our planning. And in the third quarter, we had a stope, uh, mainly one stop. We had two, but mainly one. We made a huge difference in grade because it's part of the nugget effect of the your body. And we had the high-grade feed for the last two weeks of the month. And it was it mainly impact positively the production. It's mainly the difference here. We are in uh, in uh, when we have uh, stops like this. As as we explained to the to you previously, we apply a mine call factor to our reserves, and in the planning, sometimes we are capping stop in terms of grade because we afford a variability. And in this case, we have a huge and really positive uh, over grade uh, uh, improvement on the grade on one stop. And it's what made the difference. And at the end of the month of June, and uh, we so. Uh, we had, when we are having facing high grade like this, we are slowing down the, the the milling process to make sure that we to improve the recovery. And we had a load of gold in the gold room, and that's why on a, on a day basis we increase the inventory at the end of the month because we we're not able to pour it.
7: And 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 that's the eight thousand ounces of gold in the circuit as well. That's correct.
3: Yes, it's what it is.
7: Got it. Got it. Okay, and and so then you know going into Q three, uh, moving into Q three, um, you know in terms of the the drilling that you have in front of uh, production, I believe now you're you're sitting at around three months of drill stop inventory, uh, so that's actually you know congratulations, that's pretty good to see. Um, so, how do you see you know Q3 kind of playing out? Is it going to be fairly similar to what you saw in Q2? We're
3: expecting in Q3 and Q4 more or less uh, what we plan in terms of the guidance, slightly better. Got it.
7: And and just moving a little bit to the sustaining cost quickly, um, you know, based on your guidance range, uh, sustaining costs were lower in the first half you know, despite lowering the guidance for spend uh, by sustaining capital by 10 million, you know, do you still see a catch up of these costs in the remaining quarters of the year?
4: Uh, It's uh, it's Matthew uh, here. Uh, Thanks for your question. Yeah, we do. We do see a a catch up, I think, in Q3. As I mentioned, we have that's our peak spending period, uh, both for um, expansion capital, but also to a certain extent, uh, sustaining capital. So you can see that. Uh, rise a little bit in Q3 and we're very comfortable with that 40 to 45 million dollar range for the year okay, perfect and and
7: uh, I still have one more question but
4: uh, I'll jump back in the quick queue
7: and uh, you know I'll take my questions later on thanks for for now
4: thank
8: you Avis.
1: our next question comes from Wayne lamb of RBC please go ahead
8: hey morning guys um, just curious in terms of the costs related to uh, safety measures and, and COVID underground. Um, just wondering how things have been progressing post the outbreak, and uh, and will those uh, increased safety costs kind of be factored into the mine plan coming up?
4: Um, it's, it's Matthew here. Yeah, the the COVID costs are trending down. Um, we did have COVID costs of around about twenty two dollars per ounce in the quarter. Uh, this per per ounce of ASIC in the, in this quarter, um, and in Q2 of 2020, when we were in the eye of the storm, it was very it was $50 an ounce. So that is trending down. Our guidance calls for, um, I think in our guidance we've disclosed for the year ASIC costs for COVID would be approximately $5 per ounce. Uh, we're still comfortable with that. We may be a little bit higher than that, but it's a very very small number. And I, th- I think as Jacques has mentioned previously. Uh, we're now in the state where most of the industry is baking those costs in uh in, into their future plans at some level so that'll be part of our budgeting process for
9: next
8: year okay great thanks and then um maybe just wondering uh, back on the grade uh for the quarter um if you might be able to provide some detail on kind of the monthly grade profile or or how it was trending prior to that i guess one stop and um, just given the prior commentary uh was there you know significant positive reconciliation versus the block model on that on that one section um and just wonder if you might be able to provide some more detail on that
2: uh Wayne uh, you know as Patrick mentioned uh, you know as you will remember at the at the end of the first quarter, when we had the first quarter results, we guided that you know we we guided we indicated that. We would be at the low end of the uh, of the uh, range of the guidance, so closer to 80,000 ounces per uh, you know per quarter, and uh, we were tracking right on that uh, forecast for the first and second month, and then in the third month we had this one stop that gave us a big bump. Uh, so you know we we had a significant increase in, in 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 the month of June, and and mainly that as Patrick mentioned that increase came. Not during the whole month. It was uh, the last week, uh, the last two weeks of the month. So, so that was uh, that was, uh, you know, the impact. Uh, we don't we don't do reconciliation on, a, you know, monthly basis because that, because of the variability of the uh, the deposit. You know, if we look at it on a stope-to-stope stope basis, it doesn't make any sense. So we look at it on a more global basis. And uh, we'll be able to, uh, you know, to do our reconciliation like we do every year at year end, and uh, we'll provide the information uh, when we uh, when we give our year end results uh, in early 2022.
8: Okay, got it. Thanks. And then um, maybe just lastly, just on the fleet replacement, um, as you guys uh, replace the fleet over the next couple of years, like, is there? Uh, any incremental cost in terms of capital um, in in moving to a, a an electric fleet? Uh,
3: but yes, but it's included in our program. Is we'll, uh, we we uh, the the cost is including the truck. Uh, we are we are not buying the batteries. We will rent the batteries uh, because we don't have the expertise to operate that. And uh, also we have some charging facilities, but it's minor investment and we'll use, a, a more or less, we'll use current excavation to uh, fulfill this demand. But, you know, it's mainly the trucks, and we are we're expecting a lot from that in terms of also the quality of the air, the ground, the efficiency, uh, the trucks or faster in the ramp. Uh, we already are we're already operating the vehicles since uh, in partnership with Sandvik since uh, the beginning of December this year, and uh, the, the trial is really successful and in terms of uh, all the aspects of health and safety and also of the efficiency. So and, uh, it will reduce, it will improve our costs mainly because we'll reduce the manpower outside. So actually the vehicles or uh, the, the diesel vehicles are owned by the mining contractors and, uh, but the, the electrical vehicle will be owned by us and we will operate the vehicle going forward.
8: Okay, perfect. Congrats on the quarter. Uh, that's all for me. Thank you, Wayne.
1: Our next question comes from Joseph Reger of Roth Capital Partners. Please go ahead.
10: Uh morning, Jox and team. Thanks for taking my questions. Um, just uh, uh kind of maybe one more point. Hey. Maybe one more point of clarity on um this this single stope that kind of changed the quarter for you guys. Was that stope already drilled off um ahead of time? Uh, when you guys reported, what was that May fourth, May fifth? Like, did you guys have some concept that there was a chance of this, or was this something where you know, as you guys did, you know, your drilling ahead of time, it it became more obvious as you got into the third month of the quarter?
3: Yeah, it, it, you know, usually uh, the definition is two or three months ahead, so it was more or less the drilling. I don't know when we uh, we signed off on the grade for this hole. Probably it was at the beginning of April, but however. You know, a nugget effect is that uh, if you can, you can. We are, we have a drilling pattern when we are doing the definition drilling, and you know, uh, the, we can. It's possible for us, and it's happened to us really oftenly, that when we are drilling, we are missing the nugget between between rows and between between holes and between rings. So we have a we have a tight drilling pattern because uh, when we are doing the definition of a stop, we have multiple components to do this. First we have the diamond drilling. We are doing also definition diamond drilling. We are having after that the development of the stop because the main advantage that we are doing when Jacques explained that we push the development is to push the access, to drill the stop in advance to minimize the cost and be more efficient. So we have all the development that we're recovering, the chip sampling, and we have the geology. And after that, to do the definitions, we are using RC drills and we are drilling the stope and we have a composite per hole. So it's pretty tight, but you know as uh, but basically it, it uh, the the grade showed up in a structure that probably intersects the stone between rings and it's what happened. So it's uh it's the it's the nature of the soil body. Okay.
10: Uh thanks for the clarity on that.
3: And then and, uh, second question. And don't worry, don't, don't don't worry because it the grade if we were able to know that, uh, we'll never say that we will lowball the objective for Q two. You know, it's uh it's it's the the nature of your body was like this
10: okay and then um second question um some some other companies have reported um that they started to see inflationary pressures related to you know shipping of reagents and um on the labor front etc um and as you know inflation's a big topic right now have you guys started to see inflationary pressure? And can you give any color as to what magnitude and how you're planning
9: for it?
2: Well, def- definitely, uh, Joe, we've seen, uh, we've seen you know, uh, steel, lumber uh, increases uh, as we started our construction program for the year. Um, uh, you know, we're, we're monitoring the situation and our uh, supply chain department is looking at now that we're going to start to work on 2022 budget you know we're starting to look at what are the assumptions we're going to take and how we're going to deal with that um, I think for us right now uh, you know uh, Joe what is the uh, the, the I would say the more challenging aspect of, of all this is the uh, the, de- the lead time or delivery time uh, for supplies that is uh, what we're You know, we have some impact on in terms of costs, but they haven't been uh, very significant to date in the big picture. But it's uh, it's the delivery times that is uh, we can see that now things are getting a little more uh, uh, challenging. Uh, But you know, we can see like like it's not uh, unusual in the current uh, gold price and copper price uh, context that. To see uh, escalation, we've seen this in this business before, and uh, you know we're just going to be uh, making sure that we're careful and when when we're planning our budget for next year. But other than the exchange rate uh, that is impacting significantly in, in terms of basic costs, we don't see any like, major impact between now and the end of the year.
10: Okay, and, and just um, you mentioned timing on getting stuff. Are there any um, materials that you guys need to get on a regular basis that you're concerned about or that there's any risk uh to the supply chain for that you can see right now
2: no no we don't you know as, as at the at the onset of covid the uh, you know the team uh took the, the the proper proper measures and increased our inventories of grinding media reagents uh you know other supplies so we're in good position right now. We uh, we don't we don't uh, like we don't see any risk of uh, getting supplies. We're more more starting to think about the, the construction plans and projects for 2022. Uh, you know, ordering steel and all that good stuff. And uh, but overall, I, I, we don't see any risk for for for
9: 21. Okay, thanks. I'll turn it over.
1: Our next question comes from Anita Sony of CIBC World Markets. Please go ahead.
11: Good morning, guys. Um, so a lot of the questions, I guess, have been asked. I just wanted to pick up on one thing that, um, that was said was um, you said at the end of the quarter you couldn't, um, you couldn't pour the gold. Why is that? Was, was there a specific reason or was it just timing?
2: Well, it's 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 the goal. When the goal gets into the circuit, Anita, it it gets out. Uh, you know, at the end, and it's difficult to uh, you know we there's a cap, cap pouring capacity we have every day, but there's also a situation here in British Columbia right now that is impacting us. Uh, uh, we normally well, we transport the dory bars by helicopters. And we have helicopters, normally helicopters that can carry a certain weight, uh, which I'm not going to disclose, but uh, sure. <laughs> a certain weight of a, a certain weight of gold. And all those helicopters now are requisitioned by the government to fight forest fires. So oh, we nice. have to operate with much smaller helicopters, which limits yes. the quantity of gold we can get out. So that's uh, that's that's the uh, one other thing that is impacting our. Ability to ship uh, ship gold out of sight.
11: So, this, if this uh, the forest fire situation continues, we might see more inventory build up um, before you can draw it down. No, I don't. I don't think so. Before.
2: I I don't no, think. Okay. Uh, we, I, I I think it, our objective is to try to bring it down uh, uh, over the over the quarter, so to to be at the end of the quarter at a more uh, normal level. But again. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you followed the situation here in BC, but it's uh, BC is burning right now, so it's uh, no. it's challenging.
11: Same thing in Ontario. Um, so then, just uh, my next question, I guess. What I saw the credit facility was increased from 300 million to 350, and within that, um, there was a, um, I guess a commentary about uh, being able to capitalize on strategic opportunities as they arise. So I'm just curious, given that you've got you know 120 to 170 million, you're doing well on that in free cash flow this year. Um, you know you're paying down your debt. like are you looking at diversifying your revenue streams, looking at doing an acquisition at this stage? Um, um, I, I think in the past we had you had mentioned that maybe in the latter half of the year you would start to take a look at um, maybe broadening your your uh, revenue streams.
2: yeah, that's uh, that comment we made earlier, Anita continues to be true. Uh, <laughs> we wanted to get the operations uh, in good shape. We always said that no, we'll, until the third quarter this year, which we're in that right now. And we would, Our focus would be much more internally, but uh, definitely as we get closer to the end of the year, uh, we're gonna start to look at what are the next steps for the business. So, uh, you know, and uh, having increased uh, our liquidity uh, in terms of the, 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 the refinancing and the cash we generate, uh, if, you know, we're 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 going to be thinking about what we need to do, and we're going to be in a better position with the current uh, financial capabilities that we have.
11: Sure. And then the last thing on um, on the capital, um, I guess you know, the, it going we're still referencing, I guess, or or taking a look at the old technical report, which obviously this year, um, you know, the capital was much higher um, in Quantum. I think it was supposed to be 53, and came in at 120, right? And then this 2022 number is kind of like 30 million or so. So, when, as we think about 2022, you know, should we expect that the cap, that that your capital programs fall off this year? Um, You know, what kind of like go forward number, and then what should we be thinking about in terms of um, inflation on, um, on, on, um, on the capex side of the equation? And then also that 10 million that you didn't spend in sustaining capital this, this year, is that going to be pushed into next year? So. Very long question with many parts, but I'll, I'll let you uh, answer. Dear, that.
2: Thank you. Uh, I'll start with the end of your question. The 10 million, yes, definitely, it's going to move to next year. Uh, okay. That's 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 going to happen. Uh, in terms of capex, uh, you know, we're going to be higher than the 43101 next year. We haven't yep. finalized our budget, our budgets uh, for 2022. We're we're going to start to work. Well, we're started to work on it, but it's not finalized. But it won't be at the same level as this year. It'll be somewhat lower. Um, okay. We're not exactly sure how we're going to end up, but it'll be lower lower than this year.
11: Okay. And then, and that lastly, that commitment to um, purchase um, electrified vehicles. Like, what's the time frame on which you're going to be doing that purchase?
3: Uh, it will be. Uh, we already have one truck at site. We'll have the second truck will show up in uh, November. And mm-hmm. after that, all the others are scheduled month after month up to a uh, same rate at the end of august 2022:
11: Okay, so that should be within our 2022 um, numbers yes. when we're looking at capital, right? Yeah. yes okay, and, and can you give us an idea of how much that was
3: uh is in terms of cost of truck, uh, yeah. it will a truck is to two point $2. two million dollars.: Okay, you, thank you. that's you, for my you, question.
1: Our next question comes from Don Demarco of National Bank Financial. Please go ahead.
9: Well, thank you, operator. Uh, hello, Jack and team. Um, my first question, the, po- the point of drilling off the inventory is to tame the production volatility. And there was a key stoke that factored into Q2 that we're hearing about. But with the strong Q2 and the previous quarters, we're seeing that this production volatility is decreasing. So is it fair to say that your strategy to drill off the inventory is working? And that you have higher confidence in achieving production and grade targets going forward. Uh, definitely,
2: Don, you're, you're bang on. You know, it's a, if you look at our performance, uh, I, I, there's a slide in the presentation that shows, compared to the midpoint of the guidance, with the high end of the guidance and the low end of the guidance on a quarterly basis. I know we've been tracking uh, within five uh, percent. You know, for a number of quarters now. Uh, and in an R body like ours, uh, to be able to do that, it's, uh, it's, it's quite remarkable. And the team has done an excellent job, excellent job, uh, you know, drilling and advancing the knowledge. And yes, on a, on a stope by stope basis, we're going to see some up and down and it's going to happen. But overall, uh, I think, you know, we're, we can say that our production is fairly consistent. Um, we're, you know, as Patrick mentioned, we're expecting the next quarters to be, you know, more, more, more or less in line with the the guidance, the mid range, and uh, and you know, we think maybe even a, a slightly higher than uh, than the mid range, but we're going to be within that band, uh, you know, as far as we can see. So yeah, very. We're getting uh, with the five areas that we have opened up with the drilling inventory, we're we're a lot more consistent, and uh, and we have. A lot more confidence in in what is coming in front of us
9: okay yeah great um because uh yeah i think the point of it is that the market likes to see that hitting the midpoint of guidance in a way and if there's any given quarter that you have low throughput that can be you have the ability to pull levers and offset that with slightly higher grades so i'll take that as encouraging and we'll look forward to the next couple quarters just a couple other quick questions though can you remind us, are you planning an updated technical report in life and life of mine plan for next year? If, you, if so, can you just remind us of the timing?
2: Yeah, as uh, we said earlier, uh, Don, we're planning to issue a, an updated forty three one oh one in the first half of next year. Uh, most probably more in the second quarter than the first quarter. Uh, we're still you know, debating uh, when we're going to do the cutoff on all the drilling and all that good stuff. But uh, for sure,
9: it'll be out in the first half of 2022. Okay, great. And uh, finally, the convertible debt's due in March. Is it your intention to pay this off with cash? And can you also remind us with the level of debt that you're comfortable with?
4: Um, sure. It's Matthew Quinlan here. We are uh, we are planning to pay that off uh, with with cash. Uh, as Jacques and I have mentioned in the past, we want to exit that uh, maturity with 100 mil- at least 100 million dollars of cash uh, on the balance sheet. Uh, so we do have the ability to draw on the revolver to redeem that, but given our cash position, we would anticipate uh, funding that redemption with, with cash on hand. With respect to, to debt in the, in the past on the balance sheet, um, we, don't, we don't have a specific number, but uh, Jacques, myself, and Pat all believe that you know lower leverage uh, in, in a commodity business is generally a, a good thing, and certainly uh, under one turn of funded debt something that uh, we would be um, entirely comfortable with, uh, maybe even a little bit less than that. We, we're also cognizant we're a single asset producer. So as Jacques has mentioned in the past, we want to have a lot of liquidity and also cash on hand as well.
9: Okay. Thank you, gentlemen. That's all for me. Thank you, Don.
1: This concludes the question and answer session. I would like to turn the call back over to Mr. Perron for any closing remarks.
2: Thank you everyone and uh, thank you for joining us this morning. I would like to uh, thank you and, and thank the team uh, for the interest and in, in, in what we're doing here. And thank our entire Pretium team and our, all our partners and contractors and people that work with us for their dedication uh, as we look forward to a very exciting second half of 2021 as we continue to execute on our plan and achieve our objectives. So we wish everyone a very nice weekend and be safe out there. Thank you very much.
10: This
1: concludes today's conference call. You may disconnect your lines. Thank you for participating and have a pleasant day.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.